Hey there, everybody. Welcome to a uh, special edition of the Film Find. Uh, so I, I sat down with a, uh, a friend of mine, a fellow Charlotte comedian, uh, Chesney Goodson, couple months back and you know I'd, I'd done this and I'd done it with another person as well so I got another one of these kind of in the bank for later on but I, I just kind of wanted to do a uh, sort of series of interviews with people that I know or you know hey even maybe people who I don't know uh, the film find at gmail.com but uh, I just wanted to talk to somebody about like kind of uh, their upbringing as far as like cinema goes uh, what they kind of like watched growing up, what informed them and made them the type of person that, you know, they, you know, are aspiring to be or have become. Uh, but I wanted to get to know people and just kind of talk about things because, you know, <laughs> as our show is, Matt and I are two, you know, honky cracker white guys. And so then, you know, not because, boy, I tell you, that, uh, that demo is really being underserved in the uh, in the film and criticism community, but you know, so it feels you know. Let's get other people in here who might be a little bit different, and so uh, you know, that's not in a bad way. Different. I just my brain just said different. Boy, that sounds degrading as shit, doesn't it? No. So. <laughs> Uh, but no, just uh, somebody that's different than the opinion of two you know stupid white guys. So I uh, got my friend Chesney coming in, and he's a black gentleman, and he's going to you know kind of we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a little bit about you know kind of you know because we're close to the same age, growing up and listening to the same kind of stuff and everything. But just want to let you know that, that you know there are some uh, moments in this uh, in this podcast that are a little bit outdated. Yes, you'll hear some references to things that are either like I wonder if dot dot dot, and then we pontificate on something yes it's some of those things that are, are have not come to pass or don't exist anymore um you know it's kind of like listening to something that's dated just you know live with it <laughs> so uh just want to let you know that that's in there and that there's like boy they really seem out of touch with uh the stuff that's going on right now i should write in a letter Number one, you wouldn't write a letter. Number two, we know. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, so sit back and enjoy this special episode of the Film Find, and uh, we'll see you with our full regular new release episode next Wednesday as per normal. Thanks for uh, sticking with us, guys. Here goes on the bonus. <laughs> Get down, tell me, oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get out? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and let me tell you, uh, we got a special episode. This is not a regular episode of the Film Find. Um, so, I've had this idea gestating for a really long time of like, uh, how can I, you know, we had, uh, you know, a couple weeks back, we had the show that kind of died and we couldn't get a show out and everything. So we're making stuff to, you know, kind of put out at odd times and stuff. And I'm kind of experimenting. You know what? It's my show. I do whatever the fuck I feel like. So I don't give a shit what you think. So it's what I'm going to do. Uh, but what I want to do is I'm going to talk to people that I know, friends and maybe acquaintances, maybe some other people. Who the fuck knows? And um, just about movie experiences, because I think... 
that we all have different cinematic experiences in life. We all go different places, and everybody's different. And I want to find out, you know, what people's stories are with film, how it's affected their lives, what they love about movies, because I think we're all different. I think we can learn from each other through this stuff. And so that's what we're doing. So uh, today's guest is a guy that I've known for quite some time and uh, through stand-up comedy. Let's find out how long it's been. How long have you been doing stand-up, Jesse? Uh, I think about seven years. So yeah, seven so years. we've been, yeah, so we've known each other seven years because yeah. I was on I was on I saw your first time on stage. Yeah. And yeah. and I was just like, this guy's trouble right here because because <laughs> he's fucking funny and 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 and, and, and you had. <laughs> <laughs> you had a big thing because you were okay. So Chesney Goodson is my guest. Chesney, welcome to the uh, show, sir. Thank you for having me. And I actually got him in, in in studio, so uh, it's not you know a shitty Skype connection. So that's, that's fun right. for a change. Um, but you know, so so the first time I saw you, you came on stage and stuff, and it was in Charlotte here doing some stand up and stuff. Now, was that your first open mic ever? Uh, that was my yeah, my first one. That was your first one ever. Yeah, yeah. but I knew you were one spoiled from there because that was no good. Because here's the. <laughs> <laughs> and and I can say this because I know you'll take it with good humor, but you know we did not have a lot of you know it, you know I, for those of you who can't see Chesney is a black man. Yeah, that's why the intro music was the way it was. It was yeah, exactly. It's black people, <laughs> black people music. Black people are here. You know how it is. <laughs> but we did not. The Charlotte comedy scene at that time did not have a ton of black dudes no. around or black people, people of color. Period. That weren't white mm. people. They just didn't. Not really. No. And um, you know we had one cat but he wasn't around even all that much so when chesney showed up and he wasn't you know a, a crackhead from the street mm-hmm. who came in stumbling thinking i can do stand-up comedy mm-hmm. i'll be good and it was just like he came that up happens a lot it does by the way because people <laughs> might just think no crackheads come up they, they give me a mic yeah it's happens. terrible and then you just and, and god bless them because the open mic and you just go okay well let's come up and sometimes it is funny but not in the you know the way that they were probably yeah. expecting it to be it's funny in a you made a poor life decision right? <laughs> just like don't do drugs kids don't yeah. do it it's it's not and worth it this is why ecstasy <laughs> <laughs> but but i was just like oh man not he's he's i was just like this isn't good like i'm like i, I knew it because it was good because you did really well and i got scared because i was just like He's, he, we need to make him practice more because he's already he's gonna fall into this so good because you had it so good coming out because everybody was just like he doesn't suck <laughs> <laughs> he's not a crackhead he doesn't suck we finally got a good black comedian in here what's going on oh it's no just like pussy jokes <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna sail by for at least a couple of months he ain't gonna have to do any work for a yeah. long time because yeah. see, it's just gonna flow through this yeah. shit just go <laughs> just glide. But uh, yeah, I've, I've 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 had the pleasure of seeing you kind of grow and stuff and things and the and the good times and the bad times yeah. and the, you know I mean it's yeah. been all over the place and you know all and over. we we I, yeah, I think I think you don't become a good comedian unless you have some of that shit to if be honest. If you don't have a shitty time, <laughs> or I I think a friend of mine on Facebook was like, if you don't consider quitting comedy at least twice, you ain't doing it right. Yeah, exactly. A week. <laughs> at least a week. <laughs> got it. It's got to be twice a week. You ain't doing it right. But yeah, no. So and I was just like, well, you know. Uh, so so my idea with this, like I said at the top, was just basically talk to people, see about their experiences and stuff. And I I, I was telling them before the uh, before we uh, started recording here, I was like, I'm not gonna have to pry Chesney to talk. <laughs> I will get this man to speak about whatever he wants to talk about. Uh, so the idea of this is, like I said, we're gonna kind of explore just cinematic uh, stuff, where you are in uh, you know in in life, how you got to be who you are. Because honestly, 
I've always been under the impression, and, and it could be wrong, I don't know, but I think it to be very true, is that we all are influenced by movies and cinema and entertainment in some form. And uh, I, I kind of, I'm always curious to see what people's, what people's jams are, you know? What, yeah. what, what do you like? And everybody's got their one fucking thing that drives them that like that changed their life and that's that's what this kind of you know quote-unquote series if you will is going to kind of explore that sort of thing so tell me about this tell me what was the first movie you ever saw the first movie that you at least you have vivid memories of bambi really yeah was the first movie i ever saw was that kind of like a vhs sort of thing or was that more of a i think it was a uh it had to be v i remember vhs but I, no, no, I think it was in the. It must have been like one of those things where it played in the theater because I remember seeing because that was the first time I saw death, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh wait a minute, what happened?" <laughs> and then my mom was like, "She died," and I was just like, "Mama, you're not gonna die too, are you?" <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think I hit her with the uh, "Oh, okay," and then kept watching, and then I was like, "But what's death?" You know, what I mean? <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should we should uh, we should learn about death a little bit, but uh, uh, you know. But Bambi was 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 the first joint I remember being in there and watching, and that's when I was like, I love cartoons. Yeah, Bambi made me like just thumper. It was thumper because <laughs> I remember uh, Pizza Hut had this little deal where you would get like a little hand puppet. And they had a little thumper hand puppet. I think I remember what you're talking about. I think I remember it, that. It was like they would look cut cut off by the hand or something <laughs> like that. And I, I got a thumper one. And I was like, I got to go see this movie so I can see my... <laughs> <laughs> so I, now I see you. Tell me tell me if I'm wrong, but I got I got a good guess. You were like a hyper-ass kid growing up. I was hyper as shit. <laughs> hyper as shit. I can see that. I can see little Chelsea just like... Just, Mom would just go, could you please just calm down yeah. for two seconds? Yeah. Jumping everywhere and shit. <laughs> Off the handle. Just everywhere, man. Just love to... Just high level the <laughs> I always love comic books because uh, um, my grandma. That's how I got into comic books mm-hmm. because I was so hyperactive. My grandmother would want me to sit down. <laughs> Maybe if you'll read this for two yes. seconds, or at least look at the yes. pictures or something. If 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 I can get you to entertain for two <laughs> seconds, while I can get my blood pressure medicine before you spike it back up. <laughs> grandma just needs to calm down for two seconds, two. please. Just give me two. Look at this Archie comic book. Like, hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> and that got me on to the cartoons and stuff like that. And Bambi. Bambi, okay. Now, so, uh, like, what was, now, what What do you think would be, what do you consider to be, like, kind of the watershed time? Because I think in life we all have those movies or there's, like, maybe a period. Like, for me, example, like, in high school when I... Uh, discovered like Scorsese and Tarantino and shit, and where that just kind of like I don't know I, I don't know if everybody else is like this, yeah. but I went down a fucking tube, yeah, where it was just like I had to ingest yeah. everything that I possibly had. What was the thing that kind of that that first grabbed your attention that where you were like, this is like the cinematic thing that I have to just fucking rip from the core of the earth, fucking requiem. For a dream. Oh, nice. That was like in college. That shit fucked my head up. It was seeing Marlon Wayans, but he wasn't. He wasn't goofy Marlon Wayans. He wasn't goofy Marlon Wayans. And I was just like, 
well, why haven't I ever heard of this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It started it started that shit heavy. It was like when I first seen kids. For right, the first time. right. It kids will do that. that. Kids of kids will make you be like, Oh, I'm growing up now. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Kids makes you feel like, oh, I grew up in the world. As well, as as a as a white boy in the suburbs, let me tell you, I'm now I'm like and you know, I don't want to say that I, you know, not I, we weren't poor, but we weren't, you know, we weren't super middle, super upper middle class by any stretch of the imagination. But seeing some of that shit, it was just like, whoa, okay, the world's even more different than we had originally thought. Now we saw like Gummo, and that was like more a little more representative of where, what we kind of knew. Gummo was like the white kids, I guess. I never thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a it was a tame version. Yeah, but like kids was just like what the fuck. Kids was. I mean, there's a I mean, kids was an instructional video essentially for. for to, I mean, there's there is a section in the movie that is essentially an instructional video for kids yeah. about how to roll a blunt. How to do it. <laughs> like, look, here is the instructions for how to to roll a blunt. Yo, but but you don't want to stuff it too much. <laughs> but it was just like, I mean, everything from breaking the cigar open. And then my man, <laughs> and if, you, if you look at it, my man then goes into a conversation about religion later on. A little dude on the couch. <laughs> it, that movie did... St- it just fuck my brain. <laughs> It'll do that, man. Uh, Did you ever see um like the, it was? I don't know if it was right around that time, but like it's about the time that I watched that uh, when I was watching a whole bunch of weird movies with my friend Chris, and uh, uh, we watched that we watched Kids, and then like one that was fairly soon after there was like Doom Generation. You ever see that? No, that'll fuck you up. That's another weird little like kind of of that era sort of odd shit that you're just like. The fuck am I watching, watching here? this for? And why am I <laughs> relating? I'm just, <laughs> yeah, just like I shouldn't do this. I don't remember if it was a kid. I don't know if it was kids or Doom Generation, but it was one of those things. And it, it might have been Doom Generation, but I don't know why I remember this so vividly. And it might have been something else. I don't know. You know how like you know, fucking thirty years of cinema wall jam in your head. But I remember this weird thing where like some dude, I think he was high or something busted into this bathroom and there was this big black lady just sitting on the toilet and he had to piss. And he was just like, I gotta go. And she was just like, and she was clearly, it sounded like she was dubbed. Because she's just like, oh no. And like, he had to like, he had to kind of like move her out of the way to piss yeah. while she was still sitting on the, it was the weirdest yeah. fucking shit I ever seen in my, it might have been, I don't know. If you remember what film that is, uh, the film find at gmail.com. Film me, tell me what that fucking is. Because I don't know. That it is seemed, hilarious. I feel like it was Michael Rappaport, but I know it wasn't. So that's that sounds the, like some shit he do in the movie, doesn't it? <laughs> Yo, I gotta go, sister. Excuse me. It wasn't. It wasn't him, but it felt. It felt like him to me. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing, sister? You gotta get off the toilet. So Aronofsky was kind of the thing that uh, that that kind of drew you uh, down a hole and everything. That was it, B. And then from there on, I was just fucked. Uh, uh, my roommate who became my uh, brother real close to him. He exposed me to like a bunch of different movies. He, he put me, he introduced me to stand up because yeah. I didn't have aspirations of being a comedian. I didn't even really know what the fuck comedy was, but he put Richard Pryor on. It was around the matter of fact, the same day I saw Requiem for a dream. I saw, uh, Pryor, uh, not live on the strip, but the one with the red shirt. Yeah. 
Yeah. I get them all mixed. I get, I get his and, and Eddie Murphy's shoes. things. I, I get all Michael the titles for this strip. messed up. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them. It's just like, because they're all like fairly similarly titled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're and they all, all kind of yeah. have that same vibe to them. So it's just like, Live in Hollywood. And it's like, live on the strip. It's the same fucking place. But no. <laughs> no, this is live. This is live on the strip. They're different. They're different See, ones. You're going to have to make a left to get to the strip. <laughs> and you're like, what? I'm yeah. not quite sure. Where, you know, it's, they always get confused. Me, I'm like, was that wrong or was that delirious? I don't. He was wearing a funny suit. That's both of those. Yeah, they both he's had wearing, on red shirts. <laughs> he's, he's wearing weird shit in all of them. Yeah. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but but yeah, it was. I saw Requiem for a Dream in the net that that prior special, and I fell asleep on that prior special. I thought it was boring. <laughs> I was like, this shit is terrible. I was like, this is I can do this. <laughs> it fell asleep. Sadly, I think there's sadly I think there's still a lot of comedians that do that and say, yeah. I can do that shit. Oh no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. And and they and they get on stage every night. You just wake up and that just kind of that just pour, I'll just pour it out of me. This just this here comes my soul. I'm just gonna pour it on stage and everybody's gonna love it. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I just said some shit like that the other night. That's what, that's what I was saying watching He's Richard. Got Pryor. the same thoughts that I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm like man, I'm gonna go. Yeah, no. I will say this though that like that parallel thinking and shit. Like I, I wrote like a, like the the biggest screenplay that I ever wrote was like you know back when I was in film school. It's like the furthest I ever got in writing any screenplay. Ne- I'm never really a good writer, uh, but the first actual full screenplay I wrote took place in like a high school, and these kids break into high school overnight and stuff. And there's a trailer out for this movie called The Gallows, and I'm just like. This is like a better version of the movie that I wrote. <laughs> it is just like I should have submitted something. I should have done something with it, but it wasn't. I mean, I think that movie is going to be at least very, very interesting to watch. And it was more of a found footage thing. But uh, you know, there's there's always that, especially under God, comedians are such a, such idiots. Yeah, <laughs> we're the I, I'm, okay, I got this. I got this. Oh, no, 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 do it. But see, I you guys don't understand that is every comedian. That, I'm telling you, every comic <laughs> starts out. You see a dude doing it, and then you probably say to yourself, if he's fucking great. <laughs> if this is the guy they're if laughing this at. this is the dude. That I, honest to God, I think that's how a lot of open mics start, is that a dude comes out and, like, because, like, I mean, I think the first time that I that I did stand-up in Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, I, I did see, I, it was it was at SK, SK at the time. And, uh, you know, and you sat and I just, I looked at a guy and I, well, I mean, I saw, it was just, I came to watch initially and like two seconds in, I was like uh, to one comic. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm doing this. We're doing this now. This has to go now. Mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot wait for this. And you know, I did. Okay. I did. I did fair. Yeah. I didn't do Chesney Goodson first performance. Good, but <laughs> My first time was actually terrible. I, I, my very first time was at Scandalos and I got booed off stage. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy, and a, his was funny. A guy, he, uh, this guy's name's Corey Manning, and uh, he he pulled me to the side, and he was like, "I never seen him after this." Motherfucker, don't do that again. <laughs> no, no, no. This is what no. he said, and I'll never forget. This motherfucker had the greatest American hero T-shirt on. <laughs> and you believe it or not? <laughs> and he, he came up to me. He was like, "Hey, man, you funny, man." He was like, "You ever do any uh, <laughs> what do you call him? He called him uh." You ever do any commercial rooms? Because we was in Scandalo. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a black room. I was about to say that's code for, for white for white yeah. rooms. That's, yeah, uh, commercial is white room. Like, you ever do any commercial? I was like, uh, uh, you know, I dabble. <laughs> I was like, every comedian, no matter what, is going to lie in that situation. Yeah, and be like, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I told you that. I was like, uh, I had to think. I was like, you, you know, I need commercial rooms around here. He was like, no, I was about to ask you the same thing. I was like, I'm going to be honest, man. This is my first time on stage. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the first time some cat asked you, is just like, do you feature your old life? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do some of that shit. Can you do 25? Man, I do 40. Yeah, back in your head, you're like, I got like eight. Let me see, I got three minutes. <laughs> I can kill them strong. <laughs> and then I might have to start tickling motherfuckers. About three office. minutes into everything, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> That's, That's a- how you know. A comedian set is not going the way he prefers it to when he looks at you and says, So what y'all would have thought? That means I ran out of jokes. I ain't got I nothing else in shit. the nothing else is in the tank. It's you all didn't empty. Give me anything. So now maybe you'll give me. <laughs> As somebody who does stand up, I'm like other than other than like, you know, kind of like uh like prior concert films and stuff, were there any like movies that like, you know, kind of informed who what kind of movies built your sense of humor, would you say? <sighs> Man, you know what's so funny, man? Like, or do or do you like, or do you see that and then kind of build so, off? Of, How does that work? I was so, I never, like I said, I never wanted to be a comedian. I was so into music, so like everything I would watch. Wait a minute, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Black yeah. kind of into music. Yeah, it was it was new, new ground <laughs> at the time. It wasn't a lot of black dudes who liked to dance. Oh, you were doing a little breaking. Doing a little breaking. Little I was doing a lot of breaking. Is that right? Electric Boogaloo <laughs> 2 is my joint. Electric Boogaloo, to be exact. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> Anytime you got a black dude dancing on a wall because of a uh, uh, Latino lover, <laughs> sign me up. Anytime we're saving the rec center, man, I'm all for that shit. Every time. Any all time, of it. Anytime we can get in a dance battle and we... <laughs> That's it. that's why everybody shits on those like step up two movies and shit. I'm just like they're they're like they're terrible, but they, they saving up the rec center. It's all that same shit. The rec center. That's all that shit. You don't ever see white kids caring about rec centers. <laughs> no, they dance. There, there are not enough white kids saving rec centers. They're, these not days. enough in the world. They just they don't play happen. in softball. The closest that we got though, uh, you know, they're not saving a rec center per se. Yeah. But the Pitch Perfect movies are about as close as we get to saving the rec centers anymore. <laughs> And uh, you know, if they listen to our, if we both, me and Matt both love that fucking <laughs> those Pitch Perfect movies are fucking good, yeah. Man, let me tell you, man. Uh, Anna, I don't. Uh, um, Anna Kendrick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she a beast. She do good movies. Oh yeah, she know how to pick them. She knows how to pick them. I remember when she was like in the side of movies. You remember like she used to be like the little side girl. Yeah, she was always kind of like the little the, the little friend or something little like that. Little friend. Yeah, she wasn't like big time. Now she's leading. Now lady. she like. Uh-huh. I wonder how does that make women feel in Hollywood when like a little chick that you would just like she only had two lines. I was she was a second banana to me. Yeah, and now I'm playing this bitch. And now line. she was. This, I mean, she was in the number one movie of the weekend, directed by uh, Elizabeth Banks. I, Elizabeth, what? Yeah, the girl who was in Second Mary. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Good shit though. Good shit. Yeah, that is that movie is that's my. But like, movie. I mean, do you? Do you I mean, so like. Do you see like I mean cuz like for me yeah. I mean I guess like a lot of things um for for me one of the big things is and I guess like this first kind of episode that we're doing this it'll kind of come a little bit for me and stuff too and you know if you guys ever listen to Mark Maron's podcast he talks about himself as much as he does anybody else so <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm gonna assume that role a little bit so yeah. we can kind of get shit rolling um but for me like growing up a lot it was like 
you know, when I, when I discovered Scorsese and Tarantino and then like, and for me, one of the big things was really delving off of those directors and then finding out what those directors, who they were influenced by mm-hmm. and really falling down that rabbit yeah. hole. You ever have a big rabbit hole kind of yeah. like that? Yeah. Yep. I had one of those like that. Believe it or not though, <laughs> it wasn't with a, uh, with um, a movie. It was with a, uh, uh, animation family guy mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane man like that dude just I want to he is to me what Stan Lee should be you know what I mean like, <laughs> like, okay you see what I'm saying like how Stan Lee's supposed to be like ah but like to me that's how Seth MacFarlane is okay. like I love Seth MacFarlane like even though like he ain't really got a story he just went to college and then you know what yeah. I'm saying worked for Hanna Barbera but but like that. Yeah, he made. I wanted to know every like, how did you come up with that crazy show? Now this is all in college mm-hmm. because you got to understand something. College Chesney and in high school Chesney are two different Chesneys. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. High school Chesney was very much into hip hop, and I was going to be a mixtape rapper. Mm-hmm. I was planning on getting shot in the arm. Okay, let's get it popping. I was trying to get, like, had rams on my car. You meet up with Rico, and you're just like, Rico, in the arm, not through the bone. You got to aim towards the shoulder blade. Get over on this part. I don't need to, we don't want to kill me. I want to live, but I need a little bit of cred. Yeah. And I don't care if Rico's the guy who's going to do it. leg artery man will never get signed. <laughs> We're all die that way. That's no good. <laughs> But yeah, man. But so like, but yeah, but it was so it's different taste. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like my movies were like I liked all like under like at the time it was uh the bootleg man. Like it was like so I was watching like a lot of uh, two can play that game <laughs> and like a lot of black films, which at the time you had in the early 2000s black movies was okay. They mm-hmm. were tolerable. Like you could watch them. It wasn't like how it is now, where it's like they have, they know what works in the black market. Right. So they give you what works in a black market and nothing more because they're not going to expand. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, because they are. Well, that, when you have somebody like, you know, that Tyler Perry knows exactly who his audience is, he knows his audience. And he does really well with what he yes, does. He now, does. whether or not that you agree or think his movies yeah. are good or not, as far as like a marketing and presentation standpoint go, the there's magic. almost nobody that's an equal he's to that. Unparalleled. He's a genius. He's unparalleled. He knows, not only does he know his market and his fan base, but they feel connected to his work. Like, that's dangerous. Yeah. Like, you talk about Tyler Perry to my aunt, she'll get mad. I talk <laughs> shit all day long. But, like, she get mad. But that's powerful, man. It's just, I hate that that can only happen with that type of entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to... To, when it comes to that type of black entertainment, because we can't get like a like Martin Scorsese's, we can't have Quentin Tarantino's. And and the thing is, is that we almost in some cases we come very close to that in something. I mean, I almost for a long time thought Antoine Fuqua would become yeah. that guy. Uh, because, and now, but then and they shifted. Well, he's hit and miss with a lot of stuff, and it doesn't really work as well as it could slash should. Yeah. And I think he was one of those guys, kind of early in the day, that like you know. And 
he doesn't have, you know, a, a quote unquote kind of black sounding name. His last name sounds fairly, you know, kind of exotic in a yeah. way. But you don't know that you don't listen to that name and you don't think, you know, oh, that's clearly uh, it's clearly a black dude. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he had what seemed to be a chance to me to really kind of like nail out kind of a niche with that. And then but you have like uh, you have certain. You know what? What do you well? Let's let's get into this a little bit because this is also a little bit of a territory that I kind of want to go down. Just I mean, because like like I said, one of the big things for you know these kind of offshoots and stuff is to get into different ideas and thoughts of of movies where they come from and stuff and different people's perspectives with things. So I'm gonna let people know right now things might get a little uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't know where things are gonna go, but just you know, ride along for it and you know come in with an open mind. But. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you this, because this, this, I think this might help inform something. Because, mm-hmm. because I, I, I don't know a lot. Because you know, I mean, I don't talk with, I don't talk movies enough with people, and that's another mm-hmm. reason why I want to do these types of things, because I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think? And I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not asking you to speak for all black folks, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think the perspective is on, say, somebody like well, the most prolific director right now would probably outside of Tyler Perry? I mean, money making wise. Well, you got Lee Daniels, but I want, I want, we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll get to him in a moment. But, I mean, wh- where, where's Spike Lee at for you right now? Well, see, Spike Lee, and well, you, when you talk, see me, man, I am, I, am, I am different. I am just a different breed altogether. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I understand, uh, as I'm an African-American man, mm-hmm. so I understand my community. But a lot of the views and opinions that they might share, I might not necessarily have now. Here's what I know about Spike Lee. He started out being a solid motherfucker. But eventually, I guess, when you want to sustain, he's a shitty dude. Like, he's filming a movie right now. And I think he's doing this shit in Atlanta. And he's getting... No, Shot Rack is what it's called. Okay. He's filming a movie called Shot Rack. But he ain't paying none of the motherfuckers in the movie. Was this the Kickstarter thing? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I vaguely heard about that. He ain't paying none of the actors. And these are real people. Like, when they get done making this movie, they don't have have another set to go to. They don't have another set location, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I understand like that. He's he exploiting the shit out of them. You know what I'm saying? And they don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? They don't know they supposed the, to be. The way they get it like, oh, I get to be in a Spike Lee film. I'm going to be in a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can tell I, I did this. Yeah. Because that's what it's about. It's just, look, I can show you I did But that's it. when you, that, I mean, that's what you do in student movies. That's what you do in, you know, kind of a, a do the right that's thing. That's what I'm saying. Where you know you're not paying people for you're that as much, people, but, but you know, yeah, you get in there and you I do mean, what you got to do on your shoestring. When he made that movie Bamboozled, and I think that's when his shit started to change because I don't know if he pissed off the wrong motherfucker. But <laughs> like, and then after that, he did this one series. Yeah, that was a series. That was it, Bamboozled. He did that shit, and then his shit just it ain't been like that ever since. Like right. that was his statement. Like he made that, and then people was like, "Oh, motherfucker, I don't like that shit." And then like, now, do you think? I mean, now, do you think like like where he is within his career now is due to like maybe the stances and stuff that he takes? Do you think because 
it, to a degree, I mean, because like after Bamboozled, mm-hmm. I mean, he did. Oh, my brain is just gonna take a giant fucking shit on me. What was the what was he the fucking that, robbery film? He did a God uh, damn it, uh, the Italian Job. No, 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 no. All right, I got to break out the iPad. Yeah, God damn it, because <laughs> I forgot the name. Because I remember he did do a robbery movie, it with, with which was fantastic. All right, so was, uh, Bam, tell me about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so my childhood yeah man i grew up in anson county we didn't have no movie theater i didn't start watching movies inside man, man. god damn it i don't know why inside I man i could not know why i did not yeah. figure that out inside man but inside man like because inside man was like the the last and i could be wrong but i that think was that's the shit. last real big hollywood that was film that yeah. he did yeah that made people go like oh you guys fucking remember spike lee remember mm-hmm. how we used to love spike lee movies mm-hmm. and you know because he hasn't done like anything that's like I mean he did Miracle of Santa Ana but nobody saw that yeah I saw that and I loved that you know what I'm saying I liked that movie it was pretty it was a fucked up movie like everybody ended up not Inside Man was 2006 man we're looking at almost a decade before since since Spike has done a giant commercial film but and and I would I would say this do do we think that maybe that movie was successful could anybody have done that what the Inside Man movie fuck yeah man like it's the movie. <laughs> it's the it's always the movie. I don't think the director's uh, just the name. Fuck the fuck everything else. It's the, about the script and who you got putting it together. Okay. Now I'm gonna now I'll I'll challenge you a little bit on that one. Uh let let's let's dial the uh clock back a little bit to a movie called Boondock Saints. What are your thoughts on that movie, first that of all? That is my that is my shit. It is one of my favorite movies, man. Get out of my house. I love that movie. <laughs> How do you not love Boondock Saints? <gasps> For the love. <laughs> Come on, son. That movie is terrible. That is my shit. Now, listen. I thought this, but like, here's the thing, because like, I look at that movie and I say, here's a potential for something, but could have had it been in the hands of a director who was competent. It might have been a. It might have been an amazing film because yeah. I think it falls. I think the idea is solid. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of nice things in it. Mm-hmm. I think the concepts are good. Yeah. I don't think the script was very tight, and I don't think the directing was very good. I think if those things could have been changed and we used that kind of basic structure to really make that film, it would have been good. Because like I, the, that movie ended, and I was just like, "What has Scorsese got a hold of this? Yeah, it would have been amazing." Now I, feel you. now, I don't know if you've seen it, but check out the documentary called Overnight. It's about the director of this film, about Boondock Saints, and his kind of rise from a bartender to a guy who got this big, giant deal with Miramax, that deal falling out until that movie being made. And uh, it's watch it. spectacular. Wow. I think you can watch it on YouTube. Okay. Uh, it is unbelievable. So uh, anybody that like loves Boondock Saints, I'm like, watch this movie. And at least, if nothing else, it'll give you a great insight into movie making and the process and how things might be able to fall apart for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very, very fucking interesting. And that's why I hate that movie is because, I mean, and I hated it before I watched the documentary, but the documentary goes, that's why I don't like this. This you, makes sense now. Here's the part that made me love that movie, man. It's it's William H Macy, man. It's the part when he's going. You remember when they're at the house? You mean you mean Defoe? Defoe, yeah. Defoe, okay. William Defoe, and they and he's in the front yard, and he's fucking doing the thing. You know, like he's 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 showing. It's you, it's like the scene where it's you think he right there in what's going on. But mm-hmm. he's just orchestrating what happened, like he's remembering what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That shit fucked my mind. Stylistically, up. I mean, I'm not gonna Style, say that. it was so that 
that movie was so stylistic. Yes, but the substance was not there. That yeah. was my biggest problem. Yeah. It's just like, oh, there's a lot of nice flash and there's kind of some. And cool then I shit. found out about Guy Ritchie movies, and I was like, well, then that's all I fuck with. Yeah. Who I, who, I think is, who I think is going to come back with this uh, next movie he's got coming out, man. Yeah. You got Superman and Tom and uh, and uh, old um, what's his what's his nose there? Uh, you know, uh, coming Tom back. Tom Cavanaugh uh, is that who played Superman? Uh, it's not Tom Cavanaugh in the movie though. No, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's that motherfucking name? What was the dick? Why are we? Um, I wish I wish I had more to drink in me. That's the way I could really have this blame on so like, I I usually do it like this. Here's the thing. That's the nice part about with you know on Skype is the other motherfucker ain't looking you in the face and you can look up shit and really seem like you're smart. Here you'd look at me looking at his iPad and you'd be like, look at this dumb motherfucker. No, Didn't I even know his shit. I'd be like I'd be looking like <laughs> pull it out too yeah, all the time. Uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Henry, that's his name. Henry Cavill, and uh, okay, but uh, so it looks like he's he's ready to come back because he's kind of he spent a little bit. I mean, outside of the Sherlock movies, but he spent a little time in the old penalty box there for a little bit. But I think he's going to come back with a nice British, uh, you know, kind of crime film that's going to. You didn't like the Sherlock stuff. Holmes joints? They all right. Uh, yeah, they all right. The best parts is the last parts when, once again, it's when the the gun goes off. I love that scene when they run it through the woods, and then the second movie. Um, I forget that last breakdown. I can't remember that second movie that good. But they, I mean, they, they are what they are, and they're yeah. and they're decent Hollywood action type stuff. Yeah. But I don't look at those movies and go, "That's a Guy Ritchie movie right there." No. You know? No, I, I'm not looking at like Lock, Stock, uh, Smoke and Barrel. Now, now, what was the what? Here's a, here's a good question, because uh, I, I've I have found, and you know. I come from a very kind of punk rock background mm-hmm. where, and, and, and rap's a lot of the same way too. Yeah. When a motherfucker gets successful, you don't like them anymore. Yeah. Well, depending, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a lot of it ways. It depends, yeah. It depends on what they do once they get the success. But yeah, exactly. But, you know, punk rock's a lot of the same way. It was just like, oh, you got a record deal and you can afford to eat every night? Fuck you. you know? Oh, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> but, um, but so, and I think film is a lot of that way too, in, in some weird sense, or at least for like film nerds, it is. Um, like, cause I, I like, I, I got to see, I, like, I saw Memento in the theater before. I mean, nobody fucking saw that movie in the yeah. theater. Nobody. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was so slim and like Requiem, I actually got to see in, wow. the, in the theater and like, what did you, did you ever have anything that you just kind of like, it seemed like you kind of discovered before anybody really, or are you kind of like a, like somebody told you about it kind of thing? Did you ever get to that level to where you were just like all of a sudden you found something that you were just and then all and of a sudden saw, everybody yeah, was just yeah, like yeah everybody dude what a, dude have you heard about this memento shit and I'm memento and I'm just like dude I fucking saw memento in the theater and people that blows people's fucking minds because they're just like I only learned about that shit on DVD like four years ago like four yeah. years ago motherfucker what yeah I've been watching <laughs> this shit since forever man I'm uh, no 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 I'm gonna t- I, I, uh, uh, let me see let me think the last. Uh, Series that I was into the IT crowd. Mm. That was like one of them ones I was like, damn, I love this shit. What is this shit? And now it's like on the streaming everywhere. People be talking about yeah. it. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think see. everybody gets that where it's just like, oh, yeah, I knew about that shit. Is no, that- <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, but I mean, I'm gonna I'm I'm tell you that feeling where I felt like I discovered something, and I didn't know if everybody knew about it. And then every it was a big fat success. <laughs> this movie. Have you guys seen this thing called Star Wars? <laughs> when I say the name, you're gonna be like, "Oh uh, yeah." <laughs> so my brother was like, "We're going to the movies." We went. I forgot what movie we went to see, but we we didn't go to that movie, and we went. We go into the theater, and I'm looking at a man say, "Ow now, brown gal." 
I'm now brown cow. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I love scotch, scotchy scotch. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, he's like, it's this movie called Anchorman. I was like, this shit is phenomenal. <laughs> and then like, everybody was like, yeah, Anchorman. You haven't seen Anchorman yet? I'm gonna blow every, I'm gonna blow everybody's mind. And and this and this comes and now you gotta understand, to give a little background, I worked in television news for ten years. So a, a good long while. And um you gotta understand, like people in, in news specifically also love that movie because it has to deal with news. Um, I do not like that movie. <laughs> I'm a, I know I'm in a very small minority of people. I laughed one time in that movie, and that's when he looks at where the, he's having a conversation with the dog, and the dog just, rum, 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 and he looks at the dog and goes, you threw up in the refrigerator. I don't know why the fuck I found that so funny. Because it's hilarious. Nothing else I, was funny to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even actually upset about that. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, think that, like, I, like, I like piece. I like it in pieces. I, yeah. I think it would, like, to me, it works more as sketch type stuff and yeah. less as like a movie. But see, that's what, but see, that's what shaped my opinion of comedy a little bit. Was mm-hmm. that movie was because of how loose it was, right? You see what I'm saying? Like it didn't have beats. Like that movie didn't feel like it had a beat, and especially if you saw the extended version in the theater. Like if you saw the extended, like the long, like the mm-hmm. longer version of the second movie, the second one. I'm sorry, the, okay. the first movie was uh was what I'm talking about. I'm drunk. That's I'm okay. Drunk, I'm tipsy. But uh, yeah, the first movie, it just didn't feel like it didn't feel contrived. It felt like Will Ferrell put on that fucking mustache and, and just kind of came to town. And they Judd is like, "We're talking about squirrels on jet skis." Go and begin. <laughs> and I like that. And then and, and then, have you ever seen him do an interview with I think Walter Cronkite as Ron Burgundy? It could have been Walter Cronkite because Walter Cronkite's been dead, dead forever. Yeah. It's one of them old white dudes, man. That could have been. There's I'm so not, many not, old white dudes. That's all I'm news is: savvy, is old white dudes. I'm not savvy on my old white dudes who interview people. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of the motherfuckers. That's pretty much all news yeah. is: is old white men. It, 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 and it really is for the most part. It's starting to get. We got you know we got Brian Gumble every that, now and then. Yeah, Brian Gumble's been around forever. Yeah, but that's all another situation. <laughs> That's, that's another. It's like we'll, we'll have a we'll have a person of color, but they ain't really a person of color. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just want to ask you a question, Mr. Obama. Um, what? The, yeah, you whiter than I am, dude. Listen, what I want to talk about is taxes. <laughs> They're like, okay, all right, God, mm. we get it, we get it. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: What are um, and and I, I don't know why, and you can tell me if I'm completely fucking off base. Mm-hmm. But like I mean, I kind of knew him about ahead of time, like you know, for for a while. But I never thought about this until um, it was one of the House Party movies. There's 18 fucking House Party movies, so I forget which one it was. It was by it was by five. By five. Seems, seems that's where it's probably four more than there should be. But <laughs> be, um, yeah, uh, we we'll talk about that because I I know about the, I, yeah we yeah. I tell you but but that. with that um, but there there was a scene where uh, the dad was talking to his son and he was just basically saying like, you know, I I was going to sit down and we were going to watch Dolomite together tonight. And that like, that was like his like 
coming to, 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 to age. Yeah. It's just like you're, you're my son. We shall now sit down and watch Rudy Ray Moore and and kind of is is. Did you ever have that kind of experience where it was just kind of like where it's you know there, there are movies or something that kind of defines black culture in a way? It was. Um, what movie did you you had to watch it? I'm about to take where it's just like it, it comes in there and it's just like we if you haven't seen this we might need to take your black car back from you. Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> if you are black and you haven't seen the Wiz, oh yeah, <laughs> you are not African American. <laughs> okay, like you're not black. We look you at your card and you're like, Mm-mm. wait, you ain't seen the what? Get on now. Get on, ease on down the road. Ease on down the road and go see that fucking <laughs> yeah. movie, okay? Ease on down the road. <laughs> All right? <laughs> that, that, the Wiz was, that, that was like one of those movies. The Wiz and um, Superfly. Superfly, oh yeah. Superfly. I felt like I had to watch that one. And of course Roots, but like, that ain't no shit. BT gonna make you see that shit. Whether you want to or not. Whether you want to remember it. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, it's going to be there, no, so yeah, so don't no, worry. No, 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 no. Well, yeah. I, we came to a very kind of uh, a weird thing um, as as a, as a group of white friends in 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 high school. Um, it was so odd that like somebody had rented from Blockbuster had rented Dolomite, and like and from came from kind of nothing. Yeah, and it was just like. And somebody picked it up and was just, I mean, I guess they saw just Rudy Ray Moore in the cover and they were just like, what the fuck is it? I'm going to rent this shit. This you looks crazy. See it. Yeah. And it passed around. It like, it went to everybody and it kind of, it was just like, what the fuck is Black this? Is, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is just like, this movie is off the wall. Yeah. And then, and then it led to the human tornado. Black, oh uh, yeah. You know, Dolomite oh, yeah. two essentially <laughs> Yeah. that, that takes the, what you already had, which was wild and crazy and like fucking turns that shit up to 11 mm-hmm. And that's where those cats stopped. Yeah. But like being the obsessive movie nerd that I am, that's when I like, you know, went whole hog into everything. And, and were, like I went into, you know, your your coffees, your uh, you know, your your coolie high, yeah, your coolie fucking high. Yeah. you know, all, all the all the standards, your superfly, your yeah. you know, it, all that shit. A- and and I I don't know that there's enough people that really kind of go down those those weird rabbit and that's holes. That's what's so funny, man. What's so what a lot of motherfuckers don't don't realize a lot of black people don't realize and you know not to get all fucking blah, 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 but it's mm-hmm. just not it's not taught to us you know what i'm saying like we don't know these things but the black exploitation film era like saved hollywood like hot white hollywood yeah those fucking movies and you had so many of them you had black jesus you had uh blackula um you had uh uh it was this one of uh, 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 not Fist of Fury, but it was uh, something like uh, Dark Fist or something. It was like, <laughs> oh my god, those are the best ones, like black street fighting movies. Yeah, because they they so simple and to the point. Say, sucker, where my sister, <laughs> man? Don't make me stick your ass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just. And the thing was, is that in how oftentimes those were, you know, were directed, uh, you know, by like you know old white dudes. Old white dudes. The script for Superfly was only eight pages. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not think about that. Yeah. The guy was <laughs> like, he looked at my man and said, "Where's the rest of the movie?" <laughs> and he said, "The rest of that is like action. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be action for it's the rest just of action." It. 
we got pimps and players, <laughs> perms and Cadillacs. What else do you need? <laughs> a storyline, motherfucker. <laughs> but you know, we there there was so much uh, like, and there was so much great stuff within that time, and 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 I don't think. I mean, not and not, and not just and not just black audiences, but white audiences too. Especially like even people like our age don't really don't really know. And there's such a plethora of fucking great good shit movies. out there that is so good. Like Willie Dynamite, and like everybody's seen Sesame Street. Did you know that Gordon from Sesame Street played a motherfucking pimp in yeah. the '70s? Yeah. And it's fucking amazing. amazing. Yeah, it's like good. Gordon was like Gordon on Sesame Street was like that dude. In the Bill Cosby, uh, we talking about Saturday Night uh, Live before Saturday Night Live, <laughs> <laughs> like Saturday Night Hustle, I believe it was called. But like, he, he was cool. Like it was the time he had a beard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He probably didn't need to rape bitches then. And then <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, Why not? <laughs> but then you got like you know, I mean, just I mean, fucking Fred Williamson himself. himself. Yeah. I mean, just running yeah. the fucking country. Yeah. I mean, that was like, I mean, he was like, everybody, it's funny because like we do, um, like where I work, you know, we have like you know, security questions that people got to make up and stuff. And you got a lot of different options. One of them is favorite actor. And, you know, what I'm going to say is going to sound a little bit racist, but it's, it's, the, it's the honest to God truth. Sometimes racism comes from, from, comes from real fucking places. Most black folks, when they ask, like when they get to the questions and stuff, you'll get to like favorite actor. What do you think the number one favorite actor is? For black people, yes, uh, Denzel Washington. Every fucking time, <laughs> I just like the second that I, that they start with it, I'm just like favorite actor. I go with favorite actor. I just start typing in Denzel Washington because I know like 99 percent of the time it's going to be there. But yeah. Fred Williamson was fucking Denzel Washington before Denzel Washington, and does yeah. a better job in a lot of cases, yeah. especially when it comes to like action and shit. Yeah. Fred Williamson could like throw 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 a lady down in there, do her up, and then fucking kick everybody's ass on the way fucking out. Yeah, like and like. It looked convincing. Yeah, and he was like, he was a tough dude that looked like a tough. He looked dude. like a black man. Yeah, especially With, of that time. It's just like t- a very strong black authentic. man who just who walked out, and you yes. knew that he had his shit together. You knew, you knew what it was. Yeah, you know, cold brother man. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, it was just now like you see a leading black dude, and you like High School Musical. Yeah, it's like, what are you we doing? don't we don't I don't think we have for the most part I mean and we have like and I, I love Denzel so much and I like the equalizer when that came out I was just like we and I thank God they've, they've greenlit a sequel for it so that's great and I love I was just like Denzel Washington getting those fucking Liam Neeson roles for for yeah. for, for, for now man he's, yeah. he's kind of reached that he's age that and it's very good he's, he's gonna be our first well, we had Carl Weathers but like that was a different era almost I felt like you had to yeah. be you had you had to Back when Arnold and them boys was kicking it, Denzel wouldn't be no. relevant. No, no, no. Because it was a different grind. It was like, you got to have the muscles. You got to have... And let's the, face it, Carl, Will- Carl Weathers is not a great actor. I he mean, wasn't the best actor. No, but he had charisma. All. He did have charisma. Hey, and he looked good throwing a punch on camera. Yep, no doubt. Hundred <laughs> percent. But you know, you're not finna get no depth from the character. You're not finna look at the dude and say, <laughs> "I wonder what he's thinking." <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he's seeking his father's approval. You know what I'm <laughs> no, no. We get that with Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. I mean, just like, oh my god! Like the first time that like I ever like saw like when like I already knew he was a good actor, but when it like the the like mind blowing moment for me for Denzel mm-hmm. was uh you know I think it was like eighth grade. 
and they were showing um, it was a big assembly thing, and they were showing glory. Mm. And when he was when he was like standing up and getting whipped, and him just looking hardcore as a motherfucker, and then just starts the crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was just like. Oh my God! This man is fucking amazing. Like, like you already knew he was great, and then like that level right there, that scene. Took, oh my God! Took it over. I was just top. like, that is unfucking believable. Yeah. Damn it! This got like at that point, I was just like, this man can do no wrong. <laughs> no wrong. I'm on this man's board for whatever he decides to do have from this point out. Seen, I'm on that team. Have you ever seen one of his uh, first movies? Like he was. I'm talking about. He was a kid. <laughs> He his father was a white dude. Have you ever seen this shit? It's and not coming to memory. It was it it's, it was around the exploitation period, I believe. And I think the the his mom dies, and his father's a white guy, and then comes picks him up. You gotta if you ever get a chance, it's it's the craziest shit you've ever <laughs> did see. Now, I don't want to be the guy that sits there and tells me that you are you are reciting the uh, the, the pretty much this you know it, that is different strokes. You listen, are. <laughs> listen, and here's what's funny: it, it, he don't have a little brother though. But <laughs> I I swear, I don't know if this movie was the reason why they made different. I believe strokes. you're looking at Carbon Copy. It That's like. it. Yes. That's it. <laughs> Where you got George Seagal in there. Yes, and that plays his father. It's like his father. That's wild. <laughs> he comes and picks his son up from uh, from the juvenile detention center, man, and uh, teaches him how to be a young black man from a white man's point of view. A white corporate executive is uh, is supervised to uh, to dis- or is surprised rather. I don't have my yeah, glasses surprise, on. Yeah. Is surprised to discover that he has a black teenage son who yeah. can't wait to be ad- to be adapted into the almost exclusively white community of San Marino, California. Yeah, yeah. And he's bringing them home. Nineteen eighty one. Eighty one was when this joint came out. Hey, look at that picture. Look at this fucking picture. Look at he looks like he's fucking twelve. Yes. Yes. He looks like he's 12 fucking I years remember. old. Hey, you know what's up? And, and George Seagal looks like fucking, uh, it looks like Peter Falk. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he look like Peter Falk he in look, that picture? He, he does look like my man, um, who got in trouble? Uh, Hughes, the, the British guy. Jeremy Clarkson? Yeah, he looks like. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got a little bit of that. Oh, man. A little bit of Peter Falk, Falk little Jeremy yeah. Clarkson. Yeah. A little, oh, little bit of both of that Bring in there. Like Top Gear. <laughs> it's coming back. Oh, I can't. I, that needs to be a Netflix thing, man. If that, if that goes on House Netflix, of Cars, I hope it, it might. Let's it's make a, it. It's a hoax. Let's make it, man. Let's see. Let's see if he don't cuss nobody out. I'm saying nothing <laughs> racist. Got to got to choke a motherfucker out. That you is what you one guy. Do. I wouldn't mind hearing him say a racial slur. I let that because it might be funny. Because I know it's because he you know it's go. You know he don't mean it mean, but no. it'd be funny. <laughs> When he's saying shit, it's coming from a place of humor and love. You can tell when, but when Rush Limbaugh says some shit, you know, no, it's coming from a a, a fucked up place. <laughs> and you feel it, you feel it when you. But uh, okay, so we're we're about hitting an hour. But so let just tell me, like, give me your most vivid movie experience. I, I think we've all had times where. You either walked out and you were like incredibly amazed or sad or what is like the one 
thing, the one movie event in your life that sticks and is like burned into your brain more than anything else that you were looking forward to, or that, or I mean, it could be great or it could be a disappointment. One of the greatest movie experiences. Um, you know what? A movie that ch- uh, uh, the documentary, um, I think it's called American by Bill Higgs. That what? shit, hmm. fuck me. It I, I was I was doing comedy and been doing it, but that movie like really like sealed the deal for me, man. Like that was the movie, and it's so funny, man. Because all the, out of all the movies I've ever watched and I ever thought that would have an impact on me, mm-hmm. from Breaking to like the Beef series, that movie. I've only seen it twice. Mm-hmm. And I you know what I'm saying like but I remit, it, it it I can only watch it twice. That's and it's not a movie. It's not it's like it don't have a script. It don't have care. It's a man's life story, but just seeing it for some reason mm-hmm. that shit just touches me. I don't know why, man. It's Bill Hicks's shit. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it just every time I see that movie. Now, are you I mean, do you consider yourself a big uh, Bill Hicks guy? Yeah, I I love his comedy. But and that's strange too, because like it was something I came into, of course, doing stand up later on. Yeah, uh, Bill Hicks is not something a lot of like kids grew up listening no, to more than like that's that's from what you were saying when you do research. I was looking up uh, 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 Richard Pryor or something like that, and then Lenny Bruce it came up as R- Richard Pryor's guy. Mm-hmm. So now I looked at Lenny Bruce and it seen that Lenny Bruce inspired Bill Hicks. So I was like, who the fuck is Bill Hicks? And yeah. That's how I came upon Bill Hicks. So it was like that research in that black hole. I had all my shit with comedy like that. Yeah. Movies and, and um, but movies, I had that in college, like with the black hole situation where you just want to just watch every Tarantino. That's the time to do it, thing. man. Tarantino was like, and I went to a, uh, <clears throat> animation college mm-hmm. in Florida. So like, I, I would watch them movies and like then want to incorporate that into my stuff so bad yeah. <laughs> you can't do it's it. Like, yeah. It's so good. I gotta I gotta find something to like I think we all I think everybody who's like, you know, tried to do some sort of filmmaking thing or something at some point has written something that's just like, well, this is kinda Kind of like what he's doing over here. I can kind of maybe not ape it exactly, but I'll kind of I'll grab a little bit of something over yeah. here and see what we can make happen. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it happens to the best of us, man. That's what you know. And he, hey, fuck, he'd be the first person to admit it. Uh, you know, great artists steal. So, I mean, you can look That's at his work and, and and find that stuff out, but he does it in the best of ways. So, yes, I mean, as does. long as you can steal and steal with panache, uh, you can succeed in life. Let yeah. that let that be. At least, at least. <laughs> At least when he, uh, uh, hold on, let me go back. Let's bounce around. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Black exploitation, coffee. Mm-hmm. Isn't that strange when you see her get raped? How, how do you know? And nobody talks about this. Pam Greer has been raped more on film. I would probably put Think good. I'm, there's probably good numbers to support that. I don't know that anyone's done the research. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she's probably high up on the list. If she, she ain't she, near the top, she might be number one when it comes to being tied up in a room with. And it's always the same situation. <laughs> they tie her up, and there's two rednecks, and they gonna fuck the dog shit out of her. 
And like you know it's gonna happen. No matter who I don't know. It's <laughs> just a random thought. Never you never know. That's man. a good that's a that's somebody needs to do some research on I'm that. I'm telling you, somebody looked that up. And she don't get no credit. Then she ain't never got an NAACP award, not even an AVN. <laughs> I got an ABN award for my. <laughs> like, well, Pam, how'd you get that? Well, it was actually for my work in film. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jack Hill put this shit together. It went out in a the motherfucking theater and shit, not but this. not in the ones that the most of these are being shown in. No, no, no. This one went out to big things, man. Me this and my was dear in... friend Barry Gordy. <laughs> Barry Gordy. He put the soundtrack together. <laughs> <laughs> did that shit for everybody. <laughs> So Barry Gordon did. Barry, you want to put a soundtrack to this shit? Got that right? Okay, I'll do that. How much money I get on this? We good. We will do that shit. Just to make sure it's groovy, man. You know Barry Gordon would take a dollar. That's for damn sure. (laughs) That's for damn sure. You know that. It's got to be hip. <laughs> well, man, we've hit about an hour here, dude, and I got—I gotta say, I, I think this was pretty fruitful here. I mean, I hope people have kind of enjoyed this. Like I said, these are kind of one-off stuff. Uh, I don't know when this is gonna go up, so when you see I'm it come up, it's gonna I'm be. I'm sorry, fun. I don't watch like a lot of. No, that's okay, and that's exactly a lot what of I want. Black movies. But no, I, I and, and that's like, the thing is, you know I want what I mean? the perspective. No, no, and that's I mean, and that's, but I think I think that comes to a lot of people's things, and and like. I, I think that there's probably a ton of people out there that just go like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's part of, of black culture and that's what they think happens they think and like that, every home yeah. knows. It's just my like, mom. You me tell you something's going to trip you out. My mom would braid my hair in cornrows while we watch Seinfeld. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, yeah, it's some black shit going on, but she liked uh, talk radio. Right. Like that was her shit. She loved Frasier. Mm-hmm. Like my mom didn't like the the crude joke. Like you know what I mean. Right, like right. she made she didn't make me, but I look back on it now and I'm like, well, that's where the sense of comedy came from. It's because my mom was like, she wouldn't watch Def Jam and be like, that's funny. Yeah. Like my mom only like she loved Dick Gregory. Right, like, right. That's the shit she wanted to go see. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like she went to go see when the Kings of Comedy was filmed, but she didn't like none of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like this is an experience that we all have to. They making a movie in Charlotte. That was a big fucking deal. <laughs> that was a huge fucking deal. Yes. It was gigantic. Yes. It's like you got four. Was it four or five of the biggest black comedians in the yeah. fucking country At- and a concert film being directed by Spike fucking Lee. Lee. Yeah. Good lord, that yeah. was a huge deal. That was a big deal. Like, and and what's it, it, they're doing it again now? But like, they're not do, they're doing it with. What's really dope is they <laughs> all five of the comedians are Kevin Hart. <laughs> it's Kevin Hart and King Badges recording on his iPhone, and that's how you really get it. Nah, but they doing it with like they're like oh no no Reggie Watts is doing the music. It's all right. it's okay. <laughs> He does the intro and the outro music. We got two black comedians on this tour. Shut up. (laughs) Kevin Hart, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. But now they got who? It's uh, my man, uh, George Lopez, uh, Charlie Murphy, D.L. Hughley. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias. It's like a black and brown tour. <laughs> that would be Straight awesome up. if that was the name. No, that's what it's called. Is it it's called, called the, the black and brown tour. That's Look great. I love it's that. Crazy. <laughs> and like they just own a jet, just going doing comedy. <laughs> I trust a couple of those people to do comedy. <laughs> I trust a couple. 
Couple of them. Couple guys. I'm <laughs> gonna have to go use the potty during your sex. You can be like, is there a beer line over there? Let's, uh, uh, let's go let's, on let's, here. Get on for that shit. Let's, let's make that shit happen. Bad comedy just makes my balls itch. It does, I think it does everybody. A little bit of little bit of balls action. <laughs> well, that's okay. Oh, so tell everybody where can they find uh, some of your work on the internet? Sir. Um, Chesney Goodson. I am on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Mister Funny Guy. Uh, look for me on uh, YouTube. Uh, I got a series coming out called Figures of Action. It'll be out in two months. Okay. Too much. I start filming it Sunday. <laughs> so, so you're deep in production. <laughs> yeah, I'm deep, I'm, I am balls deep is what I'm telling you right now, Adam, in production. But nah, but yeah, I got that coming out, Figures of Action, uh, Twitter, uh, Chesney85, at Goodzilla, at Goodzilla. Morale. Cool, cool. Well, man, I appreciate you coming in and uh, sitting down, hey, talking some shit and stuff. And you, uh, I, th- I think we've, uh, I think we've accomplished something. I got a here. nice little buzz, you know, yeah, you know, little tiny little tiny little Coors Lights, <laughs> look like a motherfucking giant. <laughs> but when you put them together, you feel like a big boy. Yeah, you got a sixteen ouncer right there. Look at that. <laughs> You're like a big boy. Look at him. Our boys all done grown up. Hercules. Tweaking by <laughs> All right, that is it, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode. If you have any feedback, if if you have an interesting uh, perspective on uh, film, on life, on whatever, if you want to come down and do something you know, sort of very similar to this, we'll have you in studio or we'll have you over Skype, whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh, just email me, me, email me. Email me. I don't have any been drinking. How about that shit? Diet Coke. Got you choked up. <laughs> the film find at gmail.com. How about you just drop us an email for that and uh, we'll, we'll kind of make this shit happen again. Uh, so that is it, everybody. Uh, for Chesney Gibson, I'm Adam Porches. And by the way, this outro song is, uh, this is this is not racist. This, he's wearing a shirt, so it, it all makes sense. You don't get it, but whatever. So for Chesney Goodson, I'm Adam Porches. Take it easy, everybody. Oh, shit. Is it going to work? Strength of street knowledge. There we go.
definition is jacking. But when I'm legally armed, it's gonna pack it. Shoot a motherfucker in a minute. I find a good piece of pussy and go offend it. So if you're at a show in the front row, I'ma call you a bitch or a dirty ass hoe. You probably get mad like a bitch is supposed to. But that shows me slut junk and post to a crazy motherfucker from the street. Attitude legit, cause I'm tearing up shit. Empty rent controls are automatic. For any dumb motherfucker, Straight out of Compton It's a brother that'll smother your mother And make your sister think 